are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Hello! <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I am cracking myself up because I just recorded this episode, except I added in so many personal stories, anecdotes, tips, and tricks that I decided to make it a breezy bree blabs, which will publish after today's episode, which will be hopefully more clear and concise and getting the message across. So let's begin. I want to quote the father of Western medicine, Hippocrates. He says, walking is the best medicine. He also says, let food be thy medicine. And both are completely something that we should listen to 100%. Now let's define medicine, shall we? Medicine is a substance or preparation used in treating disease. It is also the science and art of dealing with the maintenance of health and the prevention, alleviation, or cure of disease. And also, it is the branch of medicine concerned with the non-surgical treatment of disease. So those are the medical definitions of medicine. So when we think about that, it reminds us that this is all about either being proactive or reactive to disease, because that is the word that came up with every single definition that I just read. Now, what is disease? It is a disorder of structure or function in a human, animal, or plant, especially one that produces specific signs or symptoms or that affects a specific location and is not simply a direct result of physical injury. Okay, so it is also known as a particular quality, habit, or disposition regarded as adversely affecting a person or group of people. So those are the definitions of disease or dis-ease. Okay, so we know that yoga can be thy medicine as well, right? Yoga is definitely a healing modality. It heals the mind, it heals the body, it heals the spirit. And my grandmaster that I studied with for many years and still do to this day, he's such a mentor to me. He always talks about the mind healing the body and the spirit healing the mind. So you always need to come from a place of this total holistic approach, this wellness approach to life. And in the Breezy Bree Blabs that's going to publish after this episode, I actually talk about so many things that I hope you get a chance to listen to that episode because even though I am blabbing and rambling on, there are so many nuggets in that episode that will help you to figure out how to create wellness, a balanced approach 
to your life by breaking your life up into areas where you can really start to create focus. Now, one of the things that I love about my practice of yoga, the philosophy with all the many disciplines within this beautiful umbrella, rather it's vinyasa or it is hatha yoga or it is kundalini or it is restoration or relaxation or you are practicing yoga as a way of healing an injury or you are supplementing yoga to something else that you're doing such as a competitive sport or you are utilizing trauma-informed practices like yoga, such as yoga, whatever it may be, however it has come to you choosing yoga as a practice, which is typically the asana, which is just one of the eight limbs of yoga, the practices of moving the body through postures and poses on a mat, for instance, is what we think of when we think of the word yoga. But yoga is so vast. It is a philosophy. It is not a religion, but it can be a spiritual practice for many. And it is because, not because we are teaching necessarily anything that has to do with your spiritual practices as you think of it with religion or who you believe in or how you believe or your system of beliefs, but rather Yoga tends to teach us the true wisdom is the inner contemplation of self, right? And philosophy is the love of wisdom. So that's what yoga really teaches us. And once you learn about this introspective side of self, you tend to connect back to spirit. And that might bring up spiritual practices that you've never considered before or it brings you back to connection with your own religious or spiritual practices whether you identify those to be the same or different that is all up to you yoga will meet you wherever you are so today we're talking about walking and why well because i believe outside of yoga walking is the best way to move your body and when i say outside of yoga i mean walking is probably number one and yoga would follow next i think that you need to have a walking practice in your life regardless if you ever step foot on your mat again even if you are practicing pratyama meditation if you are reading the sutras of Patanjali, if you practice journaling, if you follow the moon cycles, if you do just about everything else that we discuss on yoga podcasts except for asana, you literally never put your body in any postures or poses or move through a moving meditative flow that we call asana. Walking would be something that you should, it should be the ninth limb of yoga to be honest. It is a way to bring yourself into the present. It is all about creating a moving meditative state. When done with intention and when done when you feel safe and secure, which I talk about in the next episode, how to get to that place, some of the things you should consider before stepping foot 
onto the pavement or out into the open space of walking or hiking or whatever it is that you need to do. I give you lots of tips and options and ways to stay safe and what you should consider before going on your first walk. And if you have the pleasure of taking a dog with you, how awesome that walk can then become for both of you. But in staying more precise with today's topic, I just want to talk about walking in general. Walking is a way for you to connect. You can connect with yourself in ways that reminds you of practicing asana. I have not practiced yoga in about four weeks, which I explain in the Breezy Bree Blabs episode coming up as to why. But I have been walking intentionally daily, walking three, four miles a day with my dogs. And it has not only been very healthful to me, you can definitely feel the effects of walking. You can feel your muscles really engaging. You can feel your body being really tuned into self. You can feel the relief and relaxation that walking brings to the mind. It stirs up the digestive system. It allows you to get better sleep, especially if you're able to walk multiple times during the day, even if it's just for five to 10 minutes. It helps you to become more creative, to come up with new ideas, to process information, to make decisions. It allows you to be grateful and thankful for your own body moving as well as your surroundings. It allows you to think and contemplate or to not think at all and meditate. It allows you to connect with others by walking in community, walking with a friend, just walking around humans. It allows you to make phone calls and connect with people during that special time. You can listen to audiobooks, podcasts, or you can just be one with nature. It is something that I think we undervalue, we do take for granted, we do not do enough of. We are technically born to walk. It is safer and more healthy for our bones, our ligaments, our joints, our muscles than even running is. It is typically accessible to most people with a good pair of walking shoes that are fitted for your style of feet and stride, supporting your arches and all of that, you should be able to do this daily. You can walk outdoors, you can walk indoors, you can walk multiple times a day for small, short durations, you can walk long distances, short distances, It should be a huge part of what you do. It should be something you do first and foremost. I think walking is more important than practicing asana, than playing a sport, than practicing Pilates, than anything else. I think walking is the most fundamental thing that you should be doing. And then everything else that you do should build upon walking. Walking is something that you can do with children as well as with the elderly. You can do when you're a child as well as when you're elderly. It helps to 
create a system within your own body's infinite wisdom to begin to create in a way that is healthy. It helps to break down bad cells in the body and helps to build up good cells in the body. It promotes you drinking more water, which means that you'll stay more hydrated. It promotes you digesting, as I mentioned, rather you take a walk after you eat, which is really highly recommended, Um, but it helps to break down the food in your body. It also helps to promote you eating better, having more healthy lifestyle choices because you are being more conscientious and present and aware with your body. And there's this really neat concept that I think is just phenomenal. And I am working on a plan of action to utilize funds that have been earned through my partnership of yoga podcast with Lululemon Collective and partnering with psychotherapists and other therapeutic professionals to bring yoga and other trauma-informed practices such as dance, art, and other creative endeavors to those who need it the most and cannot afford it, whether that's children or those who are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, those who are a part of communities that are highly traumatized, such as the LGBTQ community, as well as those who are in inner cities and parts of the world that need this attention, who cannot get it because it is frowned upon or it is discriminated against or they are frowned upon or discriminated against. These are some of my personal missions and intentions of being able to be a teacher of these types of disciplines. And so one of the therapists that I'm working directly with on this initiative of coming up with this plan of action, and of course, we're going to be starting from a very grassroots basis and hopefully over time with lots of patience, due diligence, and consistency, we will be able to grow this into something really remarkable that's really helpful for others. And She has suggested that we do walking therapy sessions. And I absolutely loved this idea. I mean, we are already doing dance. We are already doing coloring. We are already doing yoga as therapeutic, trauma-informed practices. And now we want to add in constructive, intentional walking sessions. So we are going to be in a very organized, safe space. We're going to be able to work one-on-one or two-on-one or three-on-one or small group sessions, depending on the severity of the um, client that we're working with. And we're going to be able to bring that body to mind awareness during these walks while also being able to be out in the healing vibration of nature and to be able to have it in a way that brings this moving meditative mindfulness enhancement 
to the therapy session. So it will not be just talking, walking therapy, although that will be a component of it, but it will be very structured. It will start off with some breath work, so some walking pratyama. It will have deliberate stops where we will take mountain pose or some sort of posture that grounds the energy. We will have some talking, some introspective activity, and we will have silence, just straight silence and then journaling opportunities. So it's something that I'm really excited about because I believe it brings in something that's very instinctive, which is just walking, something most of us have learned to do by the age of three, right? So it takes out that need to overcompensate by learning something new, that feeling of not being good enough or not being able to learn fast enough that sometimes asana can bring. It also allows us to move the body, to get the blood working, to get the digestive, the rest and digest activated. So that takes us out of flight and fight that reactive part of the brain and puts us in that proactive part of the brain. It's relaxing, it's bonding. So whoever you walk with, if you walk with your dog, if you walk with you know, your spouse or your loved one or your child or a teammate, it is a bonding experience. It's um, a naturally subconsciously bonding opportunity. So if you want to bond with someone, go on a walk. You want to go on a first date with someone, go on a walk. Just talk. Talk and walk. That's pretty much the most bonding thing you can do with somebody else is walk with them. And it is so amazing to be able to incorporate something that's instinctive with parts of the mind that are not instinctive that we're going to have to begin to plant those seeds of growth and opportunity while doing something that's already very instinctive where your body already has its wisdom connected back and bonding that wisdom with the part of the mind that might be insecure. So what it ends up doing is building confidence because you're already doing something you're good at and now you're working on something that maybe you need to work on. And so the confidence is being built because you're not needing to learn something new while feeling vulnerable, while also building confidence in an area that you feel really vulnerable in. So now this is just a whole new area of not being able to make quicker strides. And I love that. So if you need to relax your mind, go on a walk. If you feel angry, go on a walk. If you feel sluggish, go on a walk. If you need to spark creativity, go on a walk. Every single day, I give you a beautiful challenge, especially as the weather for most of us begin to heat up and warm up. Try to go on a walk every single day. Start with five minutes a day and then work your way up to half an hour and then to an hour and see if you could go beyond. Rather, you break that up into multiple times during the day. You set a timer on your phone. Most of us have a smartphone that will count our steps. If you want to try to work up to a thousand steps a day, to 5,000 steps a day, to 10,000 steps a day, you will slowly see how easy it is to do so, especially if you're wearing the right shoes. 
Also, be kind to your body. If this is new to you, soak your feet every night in Epsom salt or take a delicious bubble bath. Massage your feet. Give yourself love. Just like a very, you know, a bad yoga equipment can hinder your asana practice. So can not paying attention to your feet where we have more sensory, more bones. I've talked about the feet before on yoga podcasts. I'll try to link that in today's show notes as well, where we are needing to make that mind-body connection. All of that stuff matters. So I just believe that walking is... Well, I guess I'm not the only one who believes this. I believe in what hypocrisy says, which is walking is the best medicine. Let food be thy medicine and walking is the best medicine. This is the first holistic approach. You might be trying everything else, right? You might be getting weekly massages. You're practicing asana. You're meditating for up to 30 minutes a day. You're drinking water and staying hydrated. You're even, you know, drinking special water and you are eating your fruits and veggies. But are you walking? Start there. Let's walk, let's walk, let's walk every single day. I'm working on this myself. I walk pretty diligently. My dog when it's warm outside, but if it's not warm, if it's windy, if it's a little rainy, if it's a little snowy, I do not walk him. And my biggest goal is to build up this discipline in a big way where I realize that I am saving his life by giving him medicine through his walks. And medicine needs to happen daily. You know, we don't eat fruits and veggies on Tuesdays only, right? We do it most of the time, 90% of the time, if you are eating, hydrating, sleeping properly, and walking, everything else will start to fall into place. You will start to notice that the mind will begin to heal the body and the spirit will begin to heal the mind. Your asana practice will become even better. Your sleep, your relationships, your creativity, your traumas will start to dissipate. You will begin to heal yourself instinctively through your own infinite wisdom. You will not need to purchase things to make yourself feel good or to get approval from someone else. You will find that a daily walk, hydration, good rest, spending time with loved ones, staying away from things that bring you down, whether that's the news, social media, toxic people, reading a good book, listening to a good podcast, and doing something creative every single day will be the best proactive medicine that you could ever ask for. So I'm going to leave you on that note. I hope that you make walking a big part of your life. I challenge you to start immediately to tell yourself that you will not listen to another podcast unless it's on a walk or unless I'm, of course, teaching you how to do an asana, (laughs) asana practice on the mat. But seriously, make this a part of your daily life. I challenge myself. I challenge you. And I love the idea of walking therapy. So hopefully we will be able to inspire more yoga teachers, therapeutic practitioners, those who specialize in trauma-informed practices to take 
to the pavement. Just get out those walking shoes, go for a walk, and heal. Thank you for listening. Go in peace. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste.